I would, but literally look up positive affirmations. Like she said, like just Google them. And then the ones that resonate with you, write them down. And if you don't like your handwriting, print them out and tape them around your house in random spots. They will surprise you. I know you think, oh, I'll see them. No, they'll surprise you all the time. Sometimes I look over, I'm like, oh, look what I did right there. That's so fun. (laughs) So I really love this because y'all are, life is already hard enough. You do not have to be harder on yourself. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the evolving convo I have with Lindy Nowak in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now, go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. And by the way, um, last time Brad and I did a recap, we realized that we actually kind of only introduce ourselves, or at least I'm only introduced at the very end. Oh, yeah. So, hello, I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. And I don't really know how we changed that intro, but... um. We'll think about it. We will. We'll, we'll consider yeah, it. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> welcome back to the episode. And I'm Brad. I'm sitting across from the lovely Leslie Logan. That's right. The yeah, lovely maybe, Leslie Maybe Logan. it'll be like that. I don't know. Y'all can vote. You just tell tell yeah. us if I should introduce us or if she should introduce us. Hey, it's my kind. <laughs> we'll think about it. Well, it's it, it's it's a thought that counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, babe. So as you are listening to this, uh, we are in Cambodia. We're at our house in Reap, Cambodia, and um, hopefully on a watered village tour. Um, so we are totally recording this early, but we're going to act like it's we're happening now. Happening right now. This <laughs> so, second. Um, so we're, we're just really super excited for to be in Cambodia. To be honest, like I'm jonesing for this. And I have not had to actually make sure that my clothes fit in a check on on like on our carry on only bag in two and a half years so this it's is also been gonna since be march 2020 yeah i've been you. yeah because we've been road tripping so i'm like load up the van yeah <laughs> put it all it's like, like i'll just put all my shoes in this other bag i'm, I'm gonna like, take that's this a massive bag yeah but i need all the tennis shoes because i can have them it's gonna be fine it's like an old hat i'll figure it out it'll feel <laughs> really good um but if you are like oh i missed this one you did you totally missed this retreat and so you should sign up for the wait list because we will come one time next year on a retreat and brad is looking up that link it's actually lesleylogan.co slash retreats perfect um so i'm really really excited about that and i actually am still kind of coming off of the excitement of our in-person business retreat i just wanted to say a big shout out to some people thank you my for being an amazing speaker thank you girl squad for being an amazing photographer thank you to the intelligent change people who did this five-minute journal because you gave all of our retreaters a five-minute journal. Yeah, they did. And Big you missed shout out. out. Big shout out. Also to Bronze Cafe for keeping us full with your amazing, amazing, amazing food, Main Street Provision. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm accepting an award, but really I'm just giving <laughs> them one, saying all these thank yous. And I just wanted to say that because we didn't have a chance before the retreat to actually do that since we didn't have all of the goodness uh, in our hands to shout out to those people. So 
big, big, big thank you. Um, you did miss out on all the profitable retreats if you were not at the two that we had this year. And, and guess what? We're not having one in 2023. True. We're like making that a firm decision, even though I freaking loved it so much. It was so good. And I may do a 2.0 situation with the people who already came, but it might still have to be in early 2024. Be really but that honest. one's probably going to be invite only. It's going to be invite only. So, yeah. you know, there's a there's an opportunity here to get on the wait list. Here's the deal. Tell if you are interested in coming to Vegas to do a business retreat, uh, you can tell us by getting on the wait list for that. ProfitablePilates.com slash retreats, plural. Okay. Mm -hmm. Retreats, plural. Um, that's how we'll know if you are, are interested in joining a retreat with us here in Vegas. And right now we're looking at 2024. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a while, but that's okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And you know what? You can still coach with us. Yeah. And totally. a lot of it's happening live, just not in our house. Uh, over at agency, which is profitablefiles.com slash agency. That's right. Anyways, we had it. an audience question to respond to. We totally did. It was a really great question. Um, and I'm super glad um, we got this because uh, this is actually something that Leslie and I struggle with, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. How do you switch off from quote unquote business thinking is the main question. And here's a little bit of background. I love being entrepreneurial in my approach to my business. I have my studio and office at home. And at times I feel like I'm always working. I'm just always working. I'm juggling life at home with my head occupied in my business most of the time. Does anybody else struggle with this? How do you shut off from your business in the evenings or during family time or just on a lazy Sunday when your mind won't let you rest? I mean, this is amazing. Uh, it's one of our listeners and one of our agency members had asked this. And so when I gave her tips, I, I think I listed out eight different ideas. And wow. then I wrote, yeah, I did. Um, I'll share them with you after you go first. But I will say, <laughs> I was like, I was like thinking things. I was like, sometimes I have to literally leave the house, like go shopping. <laughs> like, like I have to get out. I have to get away from everything. Um, and that is when I've had the most laziest Saturdays has been when we're not here and we're just like doing things that people do in normal life, like errands. I'm like, wow, yeah. look how lazy I'm being. <laughs> well, you've nailed it. Like there's a couple, like the, the thing that, um, I noticed because I've been working from home, um, since 2010 and on and off, but like, I, it, that was the first time I ever did it. And the biggest struggle that I had was my um, my apartment was small, so I only had one space and that space was either I'm working in there, but I'm also hanging out in there. I'm also eating in there. I'm also like, it was where I lived. So, you know, what ended up happening over time was I was, if I was in that space, my mind was in work mode. And so at night I couldn't, uh, I, I was always thinking about work. And, uh, when we moved, uh, uh years later now we moved to Vegas. Uh, the, the biggest thing for me was priority having an office. I have to have an office because it allowed me to dedicate a an environment like you were just talking about to when I'm in this room, I'm working. I'm intentionally working. This is not when I'm relaxing. I'm not watching TV in here. I'm not reading a book in here. This is me working. If I'm not in this room, meaning I go into the kitchen, maybe even for lunch. Okay, I'm now at the kitchen table. I'm actually enjoying life. I'm watching uh, a thing or I'm listening to a pod or I'm eating my lunch or whatever, and I'm not working. And so uh, when you, uh, when you associate your uh, work with a space, 
it will allow you to more easily quote unquote change hats, right? Mm -hmm. And now you still have to be um, giving yourself permission, uh, okay? Because ultimately it's not like you can't beat yourself up over this. Like, oh, thinking about work again. But really what it is, is giving yourself permission to, uh, uh, to not work, okay? And that's the, that's the thing, like as an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, that's, that's the great, really hard part. That's really great. Permission to not work. Yeah. Boom. Right there. Yeah. And I, I struggle with that. You know, like we have a team. I feel obligated to make sure um, that the business is moving forward. We're always bringing in money. We can meet payroll, all those kinds of things. And when, when I'm stressed, if I'm highly stressed, I, I really have a hard time not working. And my, my, um, my environment, it, it's even more important for me because you know, I, it's unhealthy to just work, 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 work. And so it's really important to dedicate focus and stress in one space. And then when I'm out of that, I have to like actually go, I'm just going to eat dinner now. Yeah. So agreed. And it's, you know, um, it also is hard if both of you are entrepreneurs. So mm. it, yeah, if that's you are where the we only, definitely struggle. If you are the only one who's entrepreneurial in your household, that's like actually kind of nice because you just need to have to sit down with your family and like have a code word like banana. So when you start to work and it's not a quick note to yourself because you had an idea because you will have ideas like that's the hard part. You will have ideas around um, like you'll see a billboard and you'll be at this thing. You'll go to a farmer's market like, oh, I love this logo. Oh, I could do this and I'll have an idea. So you can quickly voice memo yourself or send yourself an email or something like that. But then if you kept going, if you start to write a whole blog post around what your idea was, then they should be able to go, whatever the code word is, just like snap you back out of it. And that's okay. Like you have to also give yourself, it's going to be okay. Like you said, not get mad at yourself if you do start to think about work. The other thing is, is that there are so many apps today, so many apps today that will actually turn things off that you can't have access to. So I would... Uh, the book is Indistractable by Nir Ayal, and he had a ton, ton of like different services that are out there that can like lock up certain apps on your phone, on your computer. So at certain times you can't use them. Something that we had my assistant do, come over and get on my phone and literally set up different types of D&D. So there is um, an, an Apple, it's like the focus mode, right? So I have the hard do not disturb, which somehow Brad still could get through, which sometimes you hear on a podcast. Sorry, loves. Um, <laughs> I'm winking at you if you're watching on YouTube. Um, uh, uh, he can get through on a phone call, not on a text. Like it, I don't hear that. But um, the uh, then we have I have a work one which allows people on my team who have my phone number to get through to me, but no one else. And then there's like other ones you can have, right? So and those can actually be set to automations so that you can actually you don't have to think about it. The work one will come on at a certain time every day and end at a certain time. The sleep one will come on at a certain time and end at a certain time. So like. You can actually have those in place. Uh, a couple other ideas. I actually have as few work apps on my phone as possible. I have to do social media for work, but those, all those accounts are in one folder and I don't have any red dots on any of them. So I'm not tempted to go check Facebook on a non-work day. I only check it when I'm working. Yeah. So these are some other things you can do. And then, um, and then I love that we can close the door to our office. I also love like just closing my computer. There's certain things you can do that says I'm no longer working. Like maybe you need a sign. Like one of the girls on agency that we, cause she lived and worked in her same space is that she actually had an open and closed sign. 
So she flipped the sign oh, open when she walked in because she's open for business and then she would close it as like a physical thing. So it really is. I know you also have like on your actual calendar end of workday. It does say like that. Literally yeah. input in the, your work day around mm-hmm. 4.30 or 5 mm-hmm. o'clock, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I have that. Um, I also have no like an up thing that comes up. No appointments. I have all, all these things are in place to protect myself from myself. <laughs> right. Totally. And also like when we take our evening walks, um, we used to like chit chat about business the whole walk. And what we realized is we never actually leave time for ourselves to just be together and mm-hmm. walk and listen to a pod or just talk or mm-hmm. whatever. But as soon as it starts to be a brainstorming session, um, we try to put a pin in it and, and be like, hey, let's talk about that tomorrow. Because otherwise, you know, we could talk about business until you know, oh. the next day. It's- well, also, because not only do we have three businesses, we also coach 145 businesses. So it's like kind of easy to talk about business for anybody, anytime. But it's true. I also don't leave my, unless I'm walking the dogs alone, I leave my phone at the house. Mm, yeah. And, um, and that allows only your phone is with us. And it's usually paying a podcast that we've decided we both want to listen to. And we should chat about the podcast. Yep. That's it. So, you know, it takes practice we're it's not a perfect i'm be real honest we're not even close but i do really think the sum of it is like giving yourself permission to be off and also being kind to yourself when you're not and then whatever you can do to like almost create babysitting (laughs) things or childproof locks for yourself um until it becomes natural for you to just be off on your day off yeah great question you can send your questions into the be it pod on instagram um we love answering them they can be about anything it can be about business. They can be about life, dating, dogs. One of ours is snoring in the background. Cool. <laughs> All right, loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year, and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in, and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about Lindy Nowak. Uh, Lindy's an entrepreneur that left the New York City career path to begin her own website agency. She knows that each small business deserves a great website that properly meets clients' needs. As the founder and leader of upinaday.co, Lindy works to encompass, encompass, wow, let's start that sentence over again. As the founder and leader of upinaday.co, Lindy works to encompass patience and confidence in her business and team. That's a word encompass. Um, <laughs> uh, I think she's so cool. I really love her drive. I also love she was so fucking vulnerable and authentic. She like, was. She was an open book about her struggles, her trials, and everything. And I, I love that because that's how we are. And I, it you cannot be it till you see it. If you think that at all anyone is like slaying it 
overnight. No one is an overnight success. I promise you, I promise you, I dare you to show me someone who literally is an overnight success. What you're showing me is someone who finally got noticed after years of preparation that meets opportunity, period. Yep. And so I just thought it was really cool. Years. Yeah. Years. Years. And I, and I think that was great because she, um, uh, she had an expectation of, um, uh, you know, putting her services out there and then just like clients are coming. Woohoo. And, you know, now she said it's been two and a half years and now it feels like they're busy and they have consistency and things are, are, are beginning to go down that path. But, you know, at first it was like, uh, you know, she's got to fight and, uh, you know, scratch and claw for every single client. Like it's a, cause there's a lot of competition and stuff. And, and I mean, also like even the companies, even the coaches, even the businesses that you see out there that are like selling programs out, they are not just turning on like, okay, everyone can sign up and it sells out. Right. Like even us, we have to all year long, be building relationships, be building that pipeline, be yep. building that thing so that when we do those things, it mostly fills up and then we work really hard to get the rest. And so I just, I just really love that she was so vulnerable and shared all of that because so many of you have shared with me where you're at in your journey. Sure. And it's important that you hear that even the people that you hear on this podcast, even the people that you see out there putting this beautiful social media together, they're working really hard. Yeah. <laughs> they're working really hard. So anyway, I, one of the things I love that she said is the concept of bridging to create change in your life. You know, I love a good bridge. Oh, yeah. I love a good bridge. I am a great bridge. I, <laughs> um, that's at least what people uh, say in the Plies community is like, you're a great bridge. I am. Um, <laughs> so um, she talked about a couple of bullet points are creating a bridge between one project and the next or one business and the next or between your full time job and the business you want to start. And she was talking about running her marketing thing and then coming into up in a day. I have bridged many, many times in yeah. my life and um, even including adding this podcast in, there had to be a bridge to that. So sure. anytime you're wanting to put uh, something new into your life, there is going to have to be a bridge of time because you're going to have this ideal dream schedule where that thing exists in it. And then you have your current one. And then it's like, what, what, what negotiations do I have to do with time and money to make room for the thing that I want to be the thing that I'm doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the idea of just simply, you know, quitting one thing and starting the next thing uh, the next day is not realistic. You know, it just never seems to happen that way. Typically, you have one foot in and one foot out, and then something happens. Usually, you have to make the leap, take the leap, right? And you actually have to completely remove yourself from the first situation, usually because you're stuck on getting a paycheck from somewhere and you, Fear that you're not going to be able to replace that income when you're starting the new thing, whatever the new yeah. thing might be. And I mean, I I can attest to that. That was like literally the reason why I stayed in the shittiest situation where it was so stressful all the time. And it was because I was getting paid well enough that it made me go, I don't know how I'm going to replace this income. So maybe I should stick around. And ultimately, you know, it was very stressful to do that. Well, we actually just talked about this with one of our retreat girls she has a job that pays her bills yes and she doesn't want to do it she wants to do this other thing but you know one of the things that holding her back was health insurance and i was like have you just researched how much health insurance costs like have you sat down and what if oh, i think one of the suggestions was like just get like a show up and 
like a show up job. Like you show up, do the job and you fuck off. Like you leave. Well, like, the, so, so what, what the suggestion was, and this was brilliant. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, I will happily share. This was Melissa Capitano's, um, amazing recommendation. Idea. And mm -hmm. she said, she said, okay, how much are you making the, uh, each month? Can you live on less than that? If you can live on less than that for multiple months, put the rest of that money aside. So like, let's just say you're making 5,000 a month. Can you live on three? If you can live on three, stash that 2,000, right? And she said, give yourself a number of months until you've been able to put aside six months worth of $3,000. So in that scenario, if you're making five and you're, 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 working, you're living on only three, you're saving $2,000 a month. So you would need, uh, if you have six months, $18,000 set aside. So we're, we're actually looking at nine months of a Brit of like of preparation. But in the grand right? scheme of your life, nine months is nothing. Well, that would give you your six month runway. Mm -hmm. Then hypothetically, you could quit cold your your full time job and start your new thing. Yeah. But you've been planning for nine months. Yeah. Alternatively, the second suggestion that Melissa had was what if you did that for only a couple months, put a little bit of money aside and then you left the full time job that's actually cap capturing all of your brain, because really that's what it is. It's like you come home and you're fried because you've been working so hard mentally, you know, that by the end of the night, you just don't even want to think anymore. So you don't have time. You don't have the mental energy to work on your thing. What if you could get a throwaway job? Actually, I think this became like part of the conversation yeah, at that yeah. point. Thanks, Emily, for the throw. She called it the throwaway job or the, sh the show up job or the shut it yeah, off job. Or... It, and, and typically that would be in the service industry where, you know, you're not necessarily making the decisions. You're just filling in, you know, so and and you're probably not making what you need to make. but it's a it's a short term income stream that you can keep for it's three to six months. It's the bridge, right? And it allows you maybe you have that couple thousand dollars stashed so you, for emergency stuff, but you have some of your income coming in. But really, what's happening is now instead of working forty to sixty hours a week, you're only working forty hours a week at the most, and you're not mentally taxed at the end of the day. When mm -hmm. you get out of your job, guess what? You're probably on fire to work on your side project because. You certainly don't want to work in this throwaway job forever. Yeah. You, you know, whether whatever it might be, and like I said, typically in the service industry, it, it might not be your your end all, you know, goal. And and every time you go in and work on that, it's gonna be very real for you. Like, I don't wanna be here forever. I better get my stuff together on my on the, my project. Right. Yeah. So I thought those were really helpful suggestions. I I and I love that she shared it because I because like her thing is so cool. Up in the day is so cool. And it can be, as she tells her story, and this is not a slight to her. We do this all. I mean, everyone does this. You don't want to tell the whole journey in your story. Your story is like, I, create, I, I left this thing and I created this thing. And it's because the, the bridge is actually like the middle and no one really fucking loves the middle. Like the middle is the middle. And so, but I had to ask her, I'm like, well, did you just turn that off and off? The only, I, I was trying to think of like, is there ever a scenario where something gets turned off and they only go onto the turned on? And that is you get fired and you have a severance package to pay your fucking runway. That is the only time because all of my friends when fired didn't actually have the money <laughs> to go right into their side hustle. They nope. had to get a job yep. to cover their bills. So typically, so, yeah. um, yeah, she's yeah. great. Anyways, what did you love? Well, I, what I loved was this idea of the Pomodoro method. I'm excited to see if you do this actually. So it's I've really never, up your alley. It is up my alley. I've never heard of it before. Um, and it's a productivity method. So what is it? It's a productivity method. What does that actually mean? It's Italian for tomato. I think that's funny. Pomodoro is tomato in Italian. 
Why would you do the Pomodoro method? It promotes sustained concentration and it staves off mental fatigue. Okay. So if you um, are like me, you have far too much to do in one day and you get burned out and then you just stop. Right. Um, so this method will help you sus uh, sustain your concentration level and stave off mental fatigue. Who is it for? Um, and I did a whole bunch of reading on this and I, I, I created, I'm, I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm... I created a whole list on this. Uh, so who's it for? It's for people who uh, find that small things derail your entire workday. Here's a great example of a small thing that derails your workday. You are working, working, working. A notification comes along. It's a text message. Bam. You're now no longer working. You're now on this text message. Uh, it is also for um, like email coming in or anything. If you're in a work environment and people can interrupt you, that is the most incredibly distracting thing. Uh, okay. Second, if you feel like you're slogging through a project way past when your brain is firing well, then this Pomodoro method you know, could be for you. Meaning if you're like, oh my God, I have to write a 50 page paper so that I can get my master's degree and I've been staring at a blank screen and I just can't think, right? Maybe you could use the Pomodoro method. Amy um, Ledeen's kids use it. They are, they are homeschool and she taught them the Pomodoro method. They, she also taught them how to read like Jim Quick does. And so crazy. They, I so love that. it's so cool, but they get all of their homework done and they're not taxing the day. They're not cranky and they love it. They're like, they set their little timer up. It's so fun. It's really, it's really easy to do once you know all the ways to do it. So that rolls right into the next, who is this for? If you are, uh, uh, if you have lots of open-ended work that could take an unlimited amount of time, um, for example, studying for an exam, making social media posts, um, writing blog posts. Uh, for me, it's checking my damn email. It just seems like it never ends. Uh, you know, like if you have lots of open-ended work that could take an unlimited amount of time, this could be for you, right? It's not like, okay, I have to load the laundry. There's a start and a stop. No, like those ongoing projects, you could use this method. Um, if you're like me, uh, and I already said this, and you, you have 50 things to do, and you pretty sure you're going to get them all done in a day, but in reality, you never actually get any of that done. You get like three things done. Never I, gets I always done. think I can get done more than I actually get done. Maybe this method will work for you. <laughs> Lastly, uh, I'm not uh, notice. I'm not saying that this method will work for me. Maybe I'm, We're, I'm not avoiding this. I here's swear. what I here's what I want to know. This is, I'm gonna hold you to this. Amanda, help me out here. I want Brad to try this out before his next solo episode, <laughs> so he can report back if he actually gets his ish oh, done. Oh, jeez. Because the gauntlet has been thrown. All right. The other thing is if you love a good challenge or a game, you can gamify your work by using the Pomodoro method. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. So the question is, how do you do it? Okay. So there's, there are a series of steps. Um, I wrote down seven of them. You, most people write down five, but I thought I'll break it out in a couple more easy steps. Step number one is to turn off all distractions and notifications off. No, nothing can distract you. You have, hard D &D. you have to be 100% able to focus. So nothing flashing on your screen, no phone, no flashing lights. People are not allowed to come into your office. If they do, you punch them in the face. Uh, I told, yeah, like hard punch in the face. No, don't do that. Okay, step My two. My face for the listeners <laughs> is like, like, this is the least violent person in the world. And he's like, punch him in the face. <laughs> step two, pick one task okay now this is not a project this is a task this is a task that you can complete okay uh and if it's not if it's that ongoing thing take a bite-sized piece of the ongoing thing okay 
I'm going to answer 15 emails. Okay. Next is set a 25 minute timer, 25 minutes. Okay. Then start that timer. Step four, focus on that task until your timer is up. Step five, take a five minute break. Step six, start another 25 minute timer, right? Then a five minute break, then another 25 minute timer, then a five minute break. Okay. So you well, see the idea here, but step seven, every, uh, yeah, the last step is you, um, you figure out, uh, three or four hours of these 30 minute blocks, 25 working five minutes off, 25 working five minutes off three or four hours at the max. Then you get up, take a walk. 15 minutes or 30 minutes, you actually take a legit break. That could be eating lunch. That could be walking on the block. That could be making the phone call to your folks that because it's somebody's birthday, whatever. Those things that like get your mind back into a different mode where you're not concentrating on work. And then you could do a whole nother round two of this, uh, another three or four hour session. And then bam, you've now literally worked an eight hour workday. So that's the Pomodoro method. I'm so excited to see you do this. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's for me, I set aside time. I have a lot of meetings. So like I, I will like when I have to actually get work done, like it'll have to rearrange my schedule to be like, here's my three hour Pomodoro time of actual work. Don't bother me. No, no meetings. But also, no phone calls. What if you just like sometimes you just have 25 minutes. So what if you just did the Pomodoro for 25 minutes? Totally. I mean, we use a timer, but time cubes. We've talked about that before, but like, you know, um, I think that I think you should try it. Yeah. This I, is me kindly asking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is me deciding myself being the Y'all, rebel, making my I'm own decision that I am going to do the Pomodoro method. If you all know Gretchen Rubin, I am an upholder. He is a rebel. I'm trying really hard not to make him do it because then he fucking won't do it. But I'm really <laughs> hoping that because he loves me so much, he'll try something. Oh, yes. All the, all the things. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not very easily guilted. So he's not. <laughs> Somehow oh, I still get my way. I love it. You're listening to a podcast <laughs> that was definitely me getting my way. <laughs> so that's the Pomodoro method, everyone. Hey, loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus, they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beapod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore Tavi, and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. All right. So finally, let's talk about those be it action items. Uh, what bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your convo 
with Lindy Nowak. Uh, I'm going to jump in. Uh, so she said right away, or she said actually last, she gave us three things, but one of them was the Pomodoro method, but she'd already talked about that. She said, hey, write lists, get it out of your head. Uh, start your morning or the end of your day uh, with writing everything out that you need to do for that day or for the next day. So essentially, it needs to be on paper. If you're trying to juggle it in your brain, the list of things you have to do, you will not be able to focus. And Agreed. I know this because I was like this. I could not focus because I was trying to remember all the stuff. Second, I started writing things down and I could see it in front of me. Then I could not, I could, I allowed myself not to worry that I was going to miss something because I could see it in front of me. Very, very straightforward. This is not like rocket science, but it's so funny how many of us try to remember our mental checklist in our head. Get it out of your head onto paper. I can't even remember what I did this morning. So I, I gave up on remembering my task. Like, but I do love this. I write things out in the morning on my walk. Um, and I rarely check it. (laughs) But I like to get out of my head. <laughs> well, it's good. But the, like I said, the, the bigger picture there is not whether you check it. The bigger picture is there that you, are, you are, are setting yourself up to release it. You yeah. don't have to worry about forgetting it because you wrote it down. Yeah. And that is that, that worry, like it's subconscious. You might not even realize you're worrying well, about your list, but you are. Do you and know it's, it's mentally taxing. It is draining. Do you know what it makes me think of? It's when you get mad at me for how many tabs I have open and on my phone. Like I have all my apps open on my phone. And like all these apps are running in the background. So my phone is always dying. Like the battery is always dying. And to the point that my husband doesn't let me let me leave the house without actually taking a battery with me. Or he just I find my phone on a charger and I'm I didn't put it there. So <laughs> but when you try to keep your list in your brain, you are literally draining your battery. So that's a great comparison. I thought so. I think I'm pretty good at this. That's good. That's yeah. good. Thank you. I think I'll keep this job. Um, <laughs> what my, about you? What about you? My biggest takeaway is be kind to yourself. Place yellow sticky notes with affirmations about your house. I love this. I love this. I mean, I tell myself amazing things all day long, as we all know. But <laughs> but if you are not so great at that, which I didn't used to be. One of the things I had done was actually set reminders on my phone to go off at random times mm, of the day and week. So sometimes things happen daily. Sometimes things happened like randomly on the week. And it would like be like 3.33 or whatever. Just like a random time. And it would say things that were a positive affirmation. So take a moment to do that. And then also get sticky notes. Brad and I used to leave ourselves, like leave ourselves, leave each other little sticky notes. And there's something... Really fun about that. We should bring that back. I, I, but I think so too. I forgot about that. Oh, we used to leave each lovely. other notes every day, like yeah. on each other's coffee. I think right now I'm a little concerned about the white countertop. So leave me a note somewhere else. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would, but literally look up positive affirmations. Like she said, like just Google them. And then the ones that resonate with you, write them down. And if you don't like your handwriting, print them out and tape them around your house in random spots. They will surprise you. I know you think, oh, I'll see them. No, they'll surprise you all the time. Sometimes I look over, I'm like, oh, look what I did right there. That's so fun. <laughs> so I really love this because y'all are, life is already hard enough. You do not have to be harder on yourself than yeah. life already is. So please be kind to yourself. And I'm Lisa Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to the Be It Podcast. We are so obsessed with you. 
I can't even believe that this is episode 148. Crazy. That means next episode we talk together is 150. We didn't Ooh. even celebrate that. Um, you can watch this on uh YouTube. On the YouTube. The YouTubes. Um, yeah, you can. Um that's And really you fun. should actually. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've got great earrings on today. Yeah. So I hope you do. Uh and you can follow us on Instagram at the Be It Pod. We're also on TikTok and Slain over there, yeah. by the way. How about that? So if you are a TikToker, you can follow us there. Um leave your comments, leave your questions. That's how we answer them on the Be It on the Be It Pod. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As The Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous Testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that, like, I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated, and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. 
I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out.